Diajuit. Welcome back to Retrieving Sanity with your host, Liam Crow, with an E. Now, if you want to see pictures of Liam the Crow, the official mascot for Retrieving Sanity, just head on over to facebook.com slash sanity seek slash. Now, I want to ask a question, and this question is one that is asked by probably every single person that's in recovery. They asked it probably right before recovery or in the early stages of recovery. And it goes a little like this. Is living a sober life going to be boring? Or am I ever going to have fun again? I can go ahead, answer those questions real quick, and cut the video short, cut the episode short. But you know what? I'll go ahead and do that, right? So, is living a life sober going to be boring? No. And to will you ever have fun again? Yes. So, see y'all next time, Slon. Never mind. So, anyways, let's look at why would someone think that a sober life is going to be boring? Well, that's fairly simple to reason, but being addicts and alcoholics, we like to take the simple things and make them very complicated. For what reason? I'm not sure. We just like to do that. And the more simple a task is or objective, the more complex we make it. Because obviously it can't be easy, right? Otherwise we would have done it a long time ago. For some reason, it just doesn't work that way. But whenever we look at our usage early in recovery, we have to realize that we had a problem of some sorts, at least, maybe more than one, of course, but what we used to enjoy life, to escape reality, to solve our problems was to use. Now, a lot of addiction comes from trying to recapture that initial feeling, that greatness that came with our substance. But along the way, it went from having fun and solving problems to creating problems and just being another part of the dreary drudgery that is life. So whenever we're trying to capture that old moment, that old feeling, it's always fleeting and it seems further and further away. The problem with it is that we yearn for this feeling so much so that we try to use more and more to get back there. And then it doesn't help whenever the substance starts to cause problems because we know how to fix them. We know what to do. We just need to go get our fix, right? And we need more of it and more. And the more problems it creates, obviously we aren't the problem as well as our substance because it's worked before. However, that is of course flawed logic. But it is fairly true for a lot of people in recovery, if not everyone. So trying to recapture that initial moment keeps us going to a point. But the thing is, whenever your life starts to revolve around a substance, it literally 
Again, the disease of choice reorganizes our priorities. So at some point, our life gets shifted around so much that without our substance, we can't even enjoy the simplest things. We can't sit there and have fun without being under the influence because otherwise we feel lost. We feel out of place. We feel like something is missing. So whenever you start recovery, of course, it's only natural to say, well, am I going to be happy? Is this going to be boring? Well, correlation does not cause, uh, correlation is not causation. So we correlated our drug usage or our drinking and we associated it with fun or enjoying ourselves. So whenever we take the substance out of the picture, what does that leave with us? So whenever we take the substance out of the equation, what does that leave us? Well, it it leaves us with the activities that we were doing. The thing is, a lot of these activities could be considered a trigger. Just a simple act of redoing something, uh, living it again, whatever, can be enough of a trigger for some that they have to go and use again. They just can't escape it. For others, like myself, everything seems almost brand new. Whenever I started my walk of recovery, I thought the same thing. I didn't know if life was going to be worthwhile. Like, yeah, I was sick and tired. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. But without alcohol, could I enjoy anything ever again? If not, then what's the point of living? Might as well hit that reset. Uh, might as well hit that reset button, right? So, the point of recovery is to find meaning and enjoyment, fulfillment of life. To do so sober. And again, for those that can use recreationally and just stop whenever, my hat's off to you. A lot of us, though, we'd never had that choice. We did have the choice to use or drink. We did not have the choice of if we're to be afflicted with the disease. So what happens whenever we try to substitute the substance? Well, not a lot of good things. The reason I say this is because our brains are hardwired at some point to associate that activity with the substance. Trying to replace the substance may not work at all. In fact, it may make you miserable because you know what you need because you know what you need, but you don't have it. So it's just kind of missing. One of the things though, is that we have to understand that our usage did not make us have fun. Again, it may have in the very beginning or somewhere along the line, but it was to add on to our experience, not to make it the experience. So we have to realize that the activity, the people, whatever it may be, 
that was the source of our happiness, of our enjoyment, not the substance. So, to go about figuring out what made it so enjoyable, maybe it was the substance, but I would say, go try this stuff again, but sober. One of the things that a lot of people will do in recovery is to go back to old hobbies. Now that you have money that you're not spending every day on your fix, you can invest it in a hobby, in the stock market, uh, savings account, whatever. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. So you can invest it in old hobbies. These hobbies can be anything from going hiking, wood carving, to uh, any kind of arts or, you know, just traveling. So now that you can do these things because you have the money, you also have to find that little bit of you that says, that's all right, that's enough, that's what I need. I don't need the substance. I can enjoy myself as I am right here doing this. So maybe you need to pick up a new hobby because Maybe that old hobby was too much of a trigger. Maybe it reminds you of times long gone that the pain is still there and you can't really go back to it until it heals, if ever. If that's the case, look at new hobbies. Go find a meeting group and get connected with someone there. That's one of the things about recovery. No matter where you go, especially nowadays, with our revolutionary change of how we view addiction and recovery, you'll be able to find a community or a group somewhere, basically anywhere, that will show and give support. So if you're having a hard time with all that, just find some people that are like-minded, facing the same struggles, because guess what? You're not alone in this. I know it feels like it. Trust me, I know. But the thing is, whenever you find people that are like-minded, having the same struggles day-to-day, -day, then you get to share experiences. What works for some may be the ticket you need. Sometimes, what they do doesn't apply to you at all. Take everything with a grain of salt. Make your recovery path your recovery. Everyone's looks different. Some by a whole lot of difference, and then some go parallel. But that's up to you to decide. That's up to you to decide. Hang on. That's up to you to decide if your recovery path includes hobbies, new activities, new friends, or go back to the old things. So let's say you like to go to a concert, right? And you enjoy the live music, you enjoy the bands that are playing. One of them is even your favorite. But while you're there, something happens and you end up drinking too much or using. And now maybe that enjoyment is associated with that substance. And you want to go back to those concerts, but you don't trust yourself enough because you might just be faced with a trigger that you can't handle. So what do you do? You get someone that's like-minded and you go together as a group. It can be one other person, 
three, four, ten. I know that there's a community out there. I forget what it's called, but they will go to concerts as this big sober group. So everyone can enjoy the music without having to add a substance to enjoy the show as it is. And that's the beauty of recovery. You get to learn how to relive, re-experience so many things that they'll feel brand new. I know for myself, whenever I first got into recovery, I was asking the same question. Am I ever going to have fun again? And it scared me, but then I realized I was starting to actually feel my feelings again. So that was scary, first of all. But what it made me realize was that I'd been missing out on so much in life. The little things that make my day back in the addiction that I didn't care. <laughs> back in my addiction, I didn't care. The thing was, I was only looking forward to my next drink. And that's how a lot of people that were in addiction view things. That's all they could look forward to. But now in recovery, we actually can sit there with ourselves, with others, and go do a hobby. We can do basically anything we did, but just without the substance. Again, if you need to avoid some activities, some people, do so. It's your recovery. That is up to you to decide. That is up to you to decide what you do. Remember, the recovery path is individual. You can share some, but in the end, it is yours to do. So, whenever... There we go. Hang on. So trying to actually sit there and have fun again, it's doable, entirely doable. And it's easy with a support of like-minded people. They don't even have to be like-minded. Try to get back with some of those friends that you lost in your addiction. In fact, you may have to go meet some of them whenever you do your step nine and 10. Because, well, sorry. In fact, you may even come across some of them whenever you do your step nine, make some amends to people, and then if they're still willing to be your friend and go do things, invite them to go play frisbee golf, invite them to a theme park, something, something to rekindle that friendship that you once had. Maybe it's still there and it's just a little hard to find, but if you can cultivate it again, and make the best of it, you'll find that it is easy to enjoy life again. And then whenever you start having these moments of, not panic, but a burden, if you will, pressures of society, of having to meet deadlines or whatnot, whenever you feel these pressures, instead of going to use, you can Go do something that you enjoy. Go do your hobby. Have fun. Find another escape from reality. But as with all things, there is a balance that needs to be maintained. 
whenever you maintain this balance, you will find that it's easy to let loose, to have fun, and just do what you need to do. If you overindulge in these new hobbies or old hobbies, well, you might want to try to make those your career. And remember, just because it's a hobby does not mean that you have to be good at it. You can do literally anything you want in this world that you are capable of reaching or doing, and you don't have to be good to accomplish it and have fun. The problem with a lot of us addicts, if we're not perfect at something, we like to just go, eh, yeah, I tried, I messed up, I'm never doing that again. And that's where a lot of us will fall short because we don't give ourselves enough leeway, enough credit for what we do. We look for that fulfillment. Instant gratification is what we're after. But learning how to take those steps in recovery, we can apply those same steps for the progress and we can apply that to a hobby. This hobby we can grow into. You can start off, say, doing model airplanes, for instance, and just doing it so much so you find yourself enraptured by the mechanics of it, how it works, this and that, and maybe it'll lead to some aviation job. That'd be pretty cool. Now your hobby is what you do for a living. Some people do it, some people just take their free time to do their hobby, and whether they're good or not, the point is, is that they enjoy it. And it's easier to enjoy it with other people. Find yourself people that are going to root for your growth, support you, and just be there whenever you need them. As we found out in our addiction, a lot of our friends weren't really friends. And this goes for a lot of people that aren't afflicted. Just because you have friends doesn't mean they're the right friends. Now, I'm not going to get into that too much, but remember, just find yourself that... <clears throat> but remember, just find yourself people that will support you, root for your growth, and help you out. It doesn't have to be monetary. Just help as in kind words of encouragement. Maybe a little of a kicking if you need that kind of stuff but you know what I mean so why would some people think that sobriety is going to be boring remember it's because we thought we <clears throat> remember it's because we thought we needed a substance to enjoy life that we needed it to well feel normal as we go about this recovery, we have to learn that what we need is ourselves and growing ourselves. A lot of us stopped growing whenever we started to use. It was like we hit the epitome of who we are because whenever we were using, we had everything we needed and wanted. We felt whole, we felt complete. And whenever you take that away, well, you got a big old hole that you need to fill, but the thing is you don't fill it. 
you grow around. You, no. But instead of leaving a hole, you grow yourself to find out that the hole isn't really a hole. It's just part of the whole puzzle. It's just something you can fill in with something else. And that's a thing, too. Remember, it's all about balance. So, whenever you hear someone ask if they're going to have fun in sobriety, if they're going to be able to enjoy life, support them and let them know, yes, it will be okay. It's not the easiest thing to do. Recovery is a lot of hard work. It takes tenacious attitudes. It takes steadfast... Um, it takes a lot of work to keep recovery going and strong. Now, as you go along, it gets easier and easier. But the thing is, you have to keep trying. You have to keep going. And just because you stumble a little bit doesn't mean that you fall. If you fall, you just get yourself back up. But to avoid falling down so much or stumbling, go do things you enjoy. Remember, this can be any single thing. Or it can be a multitude of things. Maybe you're one of those people that goes scuba diving and then that same week you're hiking the Paladero and then two weeks from that you're skydiving. If you're one of those people, dude, awesome. I wish I could do all of that in the span of a month. But the point is, if you're able to do something you can enjoy, do it. Because what's the point of life if we don't enjoy what we're doing? I know it seems kind of preposterous. Life being fun without extra stuff? Well, yeah, hence the word extra. You don't need it. Our brains just make us think that we do. Whenever we're physically dependent on it, that's whenever the detox comes into handy because... Once it's out of the system, it's all a mind game. And that mind game is what recovery is about. And one of the most important factors is having fun. Enjoying yourself. Finding the things that make you, you. Because somewhere along the line, we lose ourselves. We forget who we really are. Once we can find that part of us that was lost, we can grow it. And then from there... We can just enjoy everything. And I'm talking about everything. It can be the little tiny things or it can be the big moments. It's up to you. But the thing is, in recovery, you'll find a lot of enjoyment in the small things. It's crazy, I know. Who would have thought? But that's one of the beauties of recovery. And remember... Reach out, find like-minded people, and it'll be real, well, it'll be real interesting and, dare I say, enjoyable. So, with this, I'm going to end this episode here, but with a few words. Be kind to yourself, be kind to each other, enjoy life, enjoy the small things, and, most importantly, love yourself and keep going. Now, I shall see y'all 
next time. Shlan.